guys and I am back. Um, I hope you've all had a lovely Christmas and a wonderful new year, even though it feels like Christmas was a distant memory um, and we are well into the thick of January. Um, so this episode I just wanted to do by myself because I've got quite a few things to update you with and I wanted to talk about my um, fire that I keep mentioning in the episodes, the fire of my photography studio. So I'm going to delve into that, talk about some other exciting things. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoy this episode guys, um, with just me, Alicia Love. So yes, hello everyone, um, I am back. And I apologise for the delay. Um, I had big plans before Christmas to get straight back to podcasting. um, But I have just been a bit slow with everything. Um, Some of you will have known by now because I will have announced it on my Instagram. But I am pregnant. And I've just hit my 12 weeks. So the past 12 weeks have been hell. Um, Sickness, tiredness, everything has just hit me a hundred percent and I found it really hard to juggle two businesses have a social life um everything it's just been quite tough so social media and podcasting and all the other stuff that I'm generally really good at I found really really difficult so um I'm back now I'm feeling better I hope um I've just kind of got through with crackers they say helps you with morning sickness and that is so right crackers under your pillow um but yes i'm back and i'm super excited to be growing a little human in my tummy uh, but it obviously does bring a huge amount of changes being self-employed um so i'm going to be changing my whole shooting well the way i shoot um so you guys probably know that i currently live in the cotswolds and uh, well not current yeah currently and Permanently, I live in the Cotswolds and I travel in two days a week into London and I do my photo shoots. But I found that so difficult um, since being pregnant, mainly due to sickness, but I'm finding it quite hard getting a really early train and I won't be able to do it when I'm very, very pregnant. So I had to think of an alternative. So I am paying my dad and my granddad, they are so talented, they're building me a studio in my garden, which I'm super excited about. So I'll be moving my whole, well I won't be shooting in London anymore basically, I'll be shooting from my home studio, um, which is going to be so much better. It means that I won't have to get that 6am train. Oh, amazing, can't wait. Um, Yes, so that is what's going to be happening with my life. Um, I've got some other exciting things planned for this podcast and for TOG as well, which I'll tell you about. So for the podcasts, we've got some exciting guests planned coming up. Um, Bonnie C, who I'm actually going to be recording straight after this podcast, um, but I won't post it until the week after. So Bonnie C is a fashion photographer and she's just incredible, but I will delve into that on the next episode. You're really going to love it. Um, Anna Fowler, who again is incredible. Um, Henry Nock, who actually reached out to me Um, He's a fashion editorial photographer, so I'm super excited about that. Adam Hills, who is a lighting master, he has all the knowledge to do with studio lighting, so you'll really want to listen to that because you'll learn so much. 
uh, Michael Shelford, who is also a fantastic fashion photographer, headshot photographer, portrait photographer. So many people lined up, which is exciting. I just need to make sure that I don't feel sick. Um, I had planned to record these podcasts before Christmas, but I had to cancel them all because I felt sick. So life is life. What can you do? But I'm feeling much better now. So that is what is going on in the future. And Tog has some very exciting things happening. Um, I am going to be at the photography show, which is at the NEC in Birmingham. Um, I don't know if you guys have been, but it's a huge exhibition for photographers. Basically, everyone is there. Canon, Nikon, Sony, every kind of camera brand you can think of. Um, Adobe, they have like tutorials. They have, it's, it's amazing. I've been every year. Um, so if you've not been, I really recommend you go. And I'm going to have a stall there. So if you're going to go, pop by and say hello. Um, I'm going to be doing some huge discounts at the show. Um, and yeah, just be really nice to see you guys. I will be heavily pregnant. So <laughs> that will be interesting, but we'll see how that goes. Um, so I also have a discount code for you guys if you're wanting to buy a ticket for the photography show. This will get you 20 let me start again. This will get you 20% off the standard single day ticket price. Um, so the discount code is TOGTPS20. Um, but I believe if you're a photographer and own your own photography business, which is what I've done every year, um, you don't even need to buy a ticket. You just go on the website, say that you're a professional. You have to input your website and stuff like that to prove that you're a business owner. And then they'll send you a free ticket. Um, so not sure I'm supposed to tell you that but you know why would I get you to spend money when you don't need to um yeah so would really love to see you at the photography show it is March 14th to the 17th which I believe is Thursday to Tuesday um I'll be there every day um yeah so let me get into this episode let me turn my piece of paper everything's gone wrong today I was planning on recording this in my office but every single builder seems to be outside and my dogs keep barking so I'm kind of crouched in my dressing room in the dark trying to mask off any sound. Um, yes, so this episode, um, I've been wanting to do it for a while. Um, I wanted to talk about my journey over the past two, three years um, and how I came out the other side because quite a few things have happened to me. Um, the main thing being was um, I had a photography studio, um, when did I get it? I would say probably about three years ago. I decided to make the move, commit to hiring a photography studio. Um, The first one I had was in Labrick Grove, which I loved. It was a little tiny studio. It was nothing special, but it was great. Um, And then I had that for a year and then needed to upgrade um, to a bigger studio. So I moved into one in Earlsfield in Wandsworth, which was, it was beautiful. It was like all windows, industrial style, um, white brick walls. It was just amazing. And the the light in there was just amazing. Um, So that point, I was just loving life. I was in my massive studio. My clients would come to me. I had my little sausage dog. Um, it was just great and I remember thinking god 
I've how long had I been shooting for must have been about three four years and I remember thinking oh this is just great I'm doing exactly what I want to do um, and then I think it was the 17th of July 2018 it was a Sunday morning and I remember we were having a lion it was when it was that heat wave um, and then my phone rang and it was the manager of the space um, she left a voicemail actually I think I missed the call and she said um Alicia you need to call me back straight away something's happened and I remember thinking this is strange so I rang her back and she basically was like there's been a fire um in your room um and I remember saying oh is it bad and she was like yeah it's bad so I instantly started freaking out um I woke Grant up and I remember it was so hot it was one of those days where it was like 35 degrees so we quickly got out of bed got in the car we had a puppy at the time biggie so he had to come with us because we would have been there all day so we brought him with it with us bless bless him got to the space and i remember driving up the road and the road was blocked off with like six fire um fire engines and i remember my heart just sinking um and we got to the space and um the fireman came up to us and luck so sweet the fireman actually offered to look after biggie because we got there and there was nowhere to put him and it was one of the hottest days of the year so biggie was in the fire engine and then the fireman said to me are you prepared for this because this is going to be one of the most traumatic days of your life and i remember thinking oh my god like what what has happened it was just all such a blur so he took me over to the um, space and I could just tell it was bad. It was my room, I could see up from the outside, the windows were just all broken. It was just awful. And I remember it just daunting on me then, um, like the most important thing right now, I need to get my hard drives. Um, so I said to the fireman, I was like, we need to get my hard drives. Um, I don't care about anything else. We need to just get in there and get the hard drives. Um, because that was like I had clients that I hadn't sent photos to yet it was like all of my clients I had edits to give and that was just the first thing that came into my head um so we went up the stairs it was up it was on the third floor and I just remember water gushing down the stairs from the sprinklers um and with the water was like my belongings so I could see my business cards just like trickling down the stairs um, and I just remember walking up thinking god this is bad this is bad and then I got into the space and it was just worse than I could have ever imagined um, I used to store my stock in my tog stock in the space and it was all just burnt to a crisp my computer was burnt all my cameras were burnt all of my equipment all my polyboards everything was just burnt um so i found the hard drives they were soaking wet from the sprinklers which had been going off for about an hour or so beforehand um but i said you know i need to take these down and then i also it just dawned on me like you know when you're self-employed you don't know how to deal with these situations so i just instantly was trying to salvage everything that i could um and the camera bags were the most important thing 
Um, there was a huge amount of bags that were burnt, but there was quite a few that weren't burnt, but were soaking wet. So I remember thinking, I need to get these downstairs. If I can get them out onto the car park, they can all dry out, and then at least I'll have some sort of business. So Grant helped me, the fireman helped me. We got all, all of the bags. I mean, there was like, there must have been about 200 that were, you know, okay, but soaked. Um, so that took us hours to get it all out onto the car park. Um, and then my family, I'd rang my family um, crying, and my dad, bless him, he was in Wales on holiday, and he was like, I'm on my way, and he got straight in the car, drove from Wales to London, took him about four hours. So he came, he helped Biggie all this time, bless him, was worried sick in the fireman's um, truck. Um, and it was the hottest day of the year, I just remember it just being so, so hot. Um, and the day just kind of like flew by, it was all just a blur. And during this time, um, there were people that worked at the space because my room was the only one that was affected. Um, and there were people who worked at the space who, you know, were managers and stuff and nobody came to console me. Um, and then we had to come together for the, there was a fire investigator who came to kind of find the cause and he was there with me and the head office and I remember head office saying don't worry it's not your fault and that kind of put me at ease because I didn't know what had happened or how this had happened because I'm I'm very vigilant I always turn my plugs off I always do everything um and then we went into the space and basically it turned out that um sunshine had reflected from a mirror which he said is just a complete accident. It's no one's fault. Um, these things just happen. Um, and I had a mirror in my studio space. And because my studio was all windows, um, there were blinds, but they were broken. And the um, company had just given me, when I moved in, blinds that were broken. So I had no way of closing the blinds. And um, I was just, oh my goodness, this is from Sunshine on a mirror and it's caused all of this destruction. So the fire investigator kind of, you know, made me feel better. He said, you know, it's not your fault. These things happen, these things happen. And the manager of the space, you know, he was there when he'd said that. So I thought, you know, it's gonna be okay. Um, the manager was like, right, go home. You spent all day exhausting yourself. Come back tomorrow and we'll figure it out then. I remember just wanting to be able to look through all of my belongings um, to see if I could salvage anything. Because, yeah, it was all soaking wet or burnt. But, you know, that was my belongings. And I, it's your stuff at the end of the day. And I wanted to make sure that I could go through and see if there's anything else that I could save. Because I didn't know what how the insurance process gone I'd never even made a claim with insurance but the manager reassured me and said you know we can we can sort that out tomorrow so I thought okay there's nothing else I can do I'll go home um this was a Sunday evening so I went home came back the next day on the Monday morning um and basically everything that was in the room that it had been thrown out of the window and so the company had instructed a cleaning company to just throw all of my belongings out the window. And I was on the top floor, which is like the third floor. And all of my stuff was just on the car park floor. Wasn't safe, wasn't secured. And I was just thinking, how, like, how, how can this happen? Um, 
so I rang the insurance company because the insurance company needed to come to see the scene how it was how it had happened so that they could have given me um you know for them to look into my claim you know I might not have been able to get my money back if it had been meddled with and it had it been thrown out the window so I rang the insurance company and they said you know this is really strange like this never happens um and the managers of the space had told me at that point that there was a removal company coming to take everything away and I remember thinking God, this can't happen and the the lady um, at the insurance she was like you need to tell them, them to stop because this is essentially a crime scene like they can't touch it so I ran in and I was like you can't touch any of this um, you shouldn't have even moved it so then they cancelled the removal company and I remember just being sat by my stuff that was just on the floor like my desk my computer everything that you know you lock away safe it was just on the car park floor for anyone to access and I was waiting for the insurance lady to come she finally came she was really supportive she was like oh, I just can't imagine what you've gone through I showed her the fire report all of that so then she left and I remember just feeling a bit lost really because the management won't tell me they weren't telling me anything um it was it was almost like they didn't want to speak to me they were scared to speak to me for some reason um so I just went home and then I started to get quite angry because I thought like this company who own this building have treated me so badly so I found um the CEO's email and I decided to write them an email because you know this is a well-known company I'm not going to say who it was but it's a very big company in the UK um, and I just wanted to tell him how that I'd been treated and how awful um, the treatment had been and there's things that they had done like removed my property without my permission which I'm pretty sure is illegal um, so I wrote the CEO a huge letter saying how disappointed I am blah 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 all of that and I didn't know where I stood like surely I don't have to pay rent on this studio space because it was an accidental thing and I can't work in there at the moment I've got nowhere to work from and I can't afford to pay um, thousands of pounds a month for this studio and I received a response from him and his response to removing all of my items was it was causing a bad smell for everyone else now this was a Sunday that it happened so no one was in their offices so it wasn't causing a bad smell and that is so heartless to talk to somebody like that. I didn't get any consolation like any words of oh I hope you're okay, nothing. And then he said I still have to pay rent because um, he was basically blaming it on me even though we were both present or he wasn't present but the management were for the fire report. Um, so I was just like, what? I was freaking out, thinking, I can't pay this money. I shouldn't have to. Um, and he kind of worded saying, you need to make sure that this never happens again. Um, and I just thought, that is not a good move on your end. And I'm sure there's a lot of things that you're doing wrong here. So after that, it was the next day, I think it was Tuesday. Um, I just thought I need to get back to working. So luckily I had enough money to buy another camera um i was pretty certain that the insurance would have gone through okay and it did thank god um so i would have got my 
uh, money back for that camera eventually. So I went to Jessup's, bought a replacement camera, and then I contacted my clients and said, look, you know, I might not have a studio space, but we'll still do the shoot. So they still came, and there's a hallway, there was a hallway um, outside the studio space, so we still we shot in there, basically, because it was quite good light. And I remember we were shooting in the hallway, and um, this, uh, who I can imagine would have been somebody who works at head office, was in my studio space. And I thought, hmm, you know, if I'm still having to pay rent at this place, you shouldn't be in that studio space. But I ignored it. And they were chatting and then they came out to me and they said, oh, don't worry, um, we'll have a, we'll get you a dehumidifier in a couple of days. So you'll be back to work in no time. And I thought, are you joking? And I was like, what? And they said, oh, are you not from the space over there? Which was the opposite room uh, to my one. I said, no, I'm the person whose studio's just burnt down. And then they went, okay, no worries, and just walked away and just left me. And I remember me and my client being like, how that, like, this is just unreal. Um, so then after that, I remember I'd done my shoot, and then I remember sitting in the uh, hallway thinking, I just feel so lost right now. Like, I'm being told that I have to pay rent on this studio, but I don't have a studio because it burnt down and it wasn't my fault and no one is guiding me, um, it was just really, it was it was awful. And being self-employed, you just don't get taught any of this or how to deal with any of this. Um, I was freaking out thinking, oh, how am I gonna work? Um, and I, at that moment, decided to um, share it online um, with people and share the story and say what happened and the support that I had was just incredible. And I don't think I would have been able to got come back from it if I hadn't had the support with ever uh, from everyone. Um, my some of my closest friends did a GoFundMe, which was so lovely. They'd raised a thousand pound to get stuff back uh, because I wasn't covered on insurance, and I did in the end get all my money back. Um, so it turned out that I lost sixteen thousand pounds worth of stock um, of camera bags and then £5,000 worth of camera equipment. But there was stuff in there like, um, I wasn't covered on my hard drives, getting those recovered. Thankfully I managed to get them recovered, cost me £2,000. Um, I wasn't covered on that in insurance, so that just helped me um, put money towards those things that I just couldn't get back. And there was a lot of like um, sentimental stuff in there as well that I you know, had lost. Um, and my friends, bless them, they replaced some of those things. So it was just so sweet. And then so many people on Instagram had been so supportive, um, just making me feel so much better and making me feel like, you know, I can get through this. And my clients still continue to book me. They trusted me um, because I, I have been a natural light shooter all of my career, really. Um, and even though I had a studio, it was all natural light. Um, so, you know, they trusted me and we just ended up shooting outdoors. And then with TOG, everyone was so supportive. Um, so I still had quite a bit of stock left um, from the bags that had got wet, but they didn't get damaged um, and they dried out. Um, and so many people supported me and bought those bags. Um, I offered a bit of a discount because obviously they'd been through the fire, but 
it was just it was overwhelming it was great um and yeah i don't think i would have been able to get through that um without all of the support so it turned out in the end um which is a very interesting point um i found a clause in the terms and conditions basically of my contract that said if something happens that isn't your fault you do not need to pay rent so it turned out that i didn't have to pay rent and they they treated me so bad every response that i had back from them it was almost like they were they just saw that i was a young woman i didn't know what i was talking about and i didn't know what i was talking about i learned to get quite a thick skin and read through the contract meticulously and I found a lot of uh, points in there that they had messed up. Like they hadn't provided me with a secure space. They'd thrown all of my belongings out of the window. Like so many things that they just messed up on. Um, and then it came out in the end on the fire report that uh, there was no, no smoke alarms in my studio space, which I'm pretty certain is illegal. So I had them like they had nothing to blame me for. Um, although recently a couple of months ago I did get a letter from an insurance company below my office space blaming me saying you should have closed your blinds in your space and it would have prevented the fire because they got some sort of water damage downstairs and I contacted my insurance and they said you know the company who you rented the space with should have um, given you working blinds that's not your fault so it was okay turned out it wasn't my fault none of it was my fault which I knew it wasn't um yeah number one thing I would advise all of you business owners out there is just make sure you've got insurance because if I didn't have insurance my whole career would have been gone and I don't think I would have been able to build up what I had um again I don't think I would have had the willpower but yeah, insurance is just so invaluable. It's about £20 a month and it just gives you that peace of mind that if anything happens that is out of your control, like something like a mirror, we all have mirrors and you just don't know what can happen. Um, the insurance company that I used is Hiscox. This isn't um, paid or any sort of sponsored advertisement, but I just think... It's important for you guys to know. Um, so yeah, I use Hiscox. They're fantastic. They're really friendly. They paid out within two weeks. Um, it yeah, can't fault them enough. Um, so I'll quickly mention what happened then. So after that happening, I decided that um, I didn't want to have a studio again. Um, it was a big expense. At that point, it was costing me about £1,500 a month. Um, and then you've got to pay for all of your energy, your business rates and all of that on top. So it just wasn't... It was fine, but I just thought that's a lot of expense. And I knew I wanted to get out of London and buy a house outside of London. So I decided not to do that. Um, and I just ended up shooting outdoors around London. You know, London's a beautiful area. Lots of um, locations to shoot. Even though I'm a headshot photographer, I tend to just shoot in tunnels. And London has a lot of tunnels, so that worked out quite well. And then I used to do my editing from a co-working space um, where you just kind of hot desk, pick a desk, 
you can work from there your clients can meet you there it, it was a re- it's a really nice balance um, the company that I hot desk with is called Worklife. they have offices all over London again this isn't paid or sponsored but they're such a fantastic company and they welcomed me in with open arms um, yeah they've got offices all around London uh, where you can hot desk and you can jump to and from which ones you need to um, so yeah definitely recommend them um, and now I'm coming to the end of my London shooting life. Um, I'm very excited. I'm very scared, apprehensive of the future, uh, mainly excited. I'm just happy that my work will be able to be from home and I'll be able to have a little home studio in the garden so I can have that space again. Um, I'll still be shooting headshots, portraits. I want to delve into newborn, that kind of thing lifestyle products flat lays i really love a flat lay so yeah i'm excited for the future um very excited anyway i hope you found this interesting i feel like i've been blabbing on for a long time uh but it's just something that i wanted to share with you guys i know i keep mentioning it in my podcast so i thought it'd be quite interesting for you to know what actually happened with that um And if you take anything from this podcast, it would be get insurance. Do that today. Get yourself some business insurance. Hiscox. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, And yeah, next week I have just recorded. um, I paused this podcast to record it because Bonnie was ready to um, record it. So anyway, I'm blabbing. Next week will be Bonnie's podcast, which was fantastic. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it. Have a lovely day, everyone, and I will see you next week.